0: and welcome to the Good Anime Palette Podcast. This is episode four. I am your co-host, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, as usual, with Will. What's up, man?
1: Howdy, howdy. Um, not bad, not bad. Um, could be better. Um, I, I yeah. mean, we just... We had to restart, didn't we? A, lo- yeah. a little bit of inside baseball. We actually had to, you know, redo the recording because two minutes in, there was actually some... Uh, some pipe works that were happening uh, in our in our office, so, and oh, yeah. it was shaking. It was literally shaking. <laughs> the floorboards at the bottom were actually vibrating, and uh, you could actually hear the recording through the headphones. So um, we decided, you know what? Let's just start us over again. So and, yeah, how did how did And here we are. So uh, we we we
0: talked a lot. We talked like two minutes, I guess. Uh, listeners will never know what we talked about
1: during those two minutes, right? Well, I mean, we can do a, a recap now. Nah, 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 fuck Recap that.
0: episode? No, 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 no,
1: no. Recap of two minutes? Hey, man, like, OVAs aren't that long nowadays. You can do, like, a four-minute OVA and still have a recap episode for it. Okay. Uh, no, let's not. Let's just go straight into what we've been watching Wow, so and just, reading. You're just going to skip the fact that, you know, like, I had to do a COVID test, which came negative. Yes. You had to skip the fact that I just got an ear infection. Yes, which is not that bad, really. Actually, it's external, so it needs, I just need to use. It crops. is bilateral,
0: though, so both sides. Yeah, but it's still fine. Uh, it doesn't uh-huh. hurt, just a little bit discomfort. Hey, but... I'm I'm skipping the fact that I did my first vaccine. Yeah, how are you Shot. feeling? I'm feeling fine. Are you slowly turning into a monster? Yeah. Yes. Or have you always been a monster? Uh, well, I guess a fluffy monster can exist, right? <laughs> I
1: am mean, I don't know why? Yeah. Okay. All right. Monsters can be fluffy. <sighs> Actually, to be fair, um, I have been reading Kaiju Number Eight or Monster Number Eight, and uh, yeah, monsters are people too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pacific Rim, right? Actually, wait, never,
0: never mind. Uh, forget what I just said. Um, so, Will, what have you been watching?
1: What do you want to do first? Do you, you want to talk about the, the the manga or the anime first? Okay, so I actually it,
0: let's. Okay, the reason why I asked Will this question first is because I actually read and watched a shit ton of stuff. But it is. we have decided to talk about it in the main discussion topic because it's relevant. I did an absurd amount of research. It's like Overkill is like my middle name.
1: It kind of blends in well with the fact that you are a research student as well. So it's, it just comes naturally, right? Yeah. Like needing to make sure I that— I just you- need to know, man. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is half the battle. Yeah, you have an abstract, and then you base your research off of the abstract, and you go about getting your sources. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. You write your abstract last. Really? Yes. Have I been doing this all wrong the whole yes, time? Yes, you have. Maybe that's, this is. Maybe, this maybe, is is maybe why that's why you're know. you're not a
0: researcher, and I am a researcher student. Ma- yep. Yeah. so but,
1: that's why that's why you're pursuing a master's of science. I only have a master of arts. So. Uh, I'm not trying to throw shade on that. So, but sure. If one, you want to throw shade one, on yourself. One, one is obviously the master race, right? <laughs> oh, Research-based programs over taught-based programs? <laughs> hey, my other degree was taught-based, okay? So. Wait, your other degree was an MA? No,
0: but it was a taught course. Okay, 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 are okay. we're, we're detracting. Anyways, I'm just, just
1: saying that Jason's smart as fuck. No,
0: but yes, anyways, uh... <laughs> We All uh, you Jasons
1: out there, can you confirm?
0: I did a lot of research into the main discussion topic, which we will get into a lot of anime and
1: a lot of manga, but Will and I watched Ghost in the Shell 4K. Yeah, we mentioned that uh, they were doing a, a short like, film release in Hong Kong, 4K Remastered. Um, so we watched it. We watched it two weeks ago or last uh, week. The 11th. Yeah, so uh, just under two weeks ago. And what do you
0: think, Will? Uh I love Ghost in the Shell, the original movie. It was my number one anime movie of all time. Uh, Until you, you watch Demon Slayer? Nope. Kibutsu no yaba Train? No. Do you ca- can you actually legitimately guess which would be my number one movie? Your number? Uh, what's currently? Definitely, it's definitely not your name. No, I don't really think that movie is all that great.
1: Uh, it was good, but it wasn't like. Is it the? Is it the pancreas one?
0: No. That's even... I, I liked... The, I silent your pa- voice?
1: Yes, it is a silent voice. Okay.
0: The, right. A silent voice dethroned Ghost in the Shell. But Ghost in the Shell was number one for like the longest time. What do you think,
1: Will? My favorite anime movie of all time is Redline. If that says anything. Redline is amazing. Um,
0: but if you're talking about specifically... Oh, uh, also, it, by the way, I'm assuming like Studio Ghibli movies are not... I mean, Suyu Ghibli movies, for me, are also, like, high up there. Oh, those are
1: not anime movies. Those are Ghibli movies.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah, they're in their own
1: category. There's a very specific category for any Ghibli movie. Well, actually, no. Any uh, Miyazaki one. Not the one done by his, his, his son. Yeah. Unfortunately, he still has a lot to learn, according yeah. to...
0: Isn't it... what? What's the last name? Miyazaki, right? Yeah. Isn't the son also called Miyazaki?
1: I'm just saying. Well, I mean... I uh, mean that's I mean, why I said it's... not the son. Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, there, there you go. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, do you remember? You 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 watch that um, that clip where um, he's watching his son's um, first directorial debut, and then he walks out halfway through, and then just goes to the lounge of the cinema and just cracks open a cigarette, and he says, "He has so much to learn. He's not ready." Wait, you you're lying, right? Like, no, this is actually true. He actually just decided to leave mid shoot, uh, and then decides that wait, not mid shoot no, mid movie. Um and then he's just like sitting in like the lounge of the cinema just like just cracking up a oh cigarette. God. So it
0: was like Asian parents, like I'm disappointed in you.
1: Like why else do you think like he's out That's of fucked up. he came out of retirement, man. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, he, he did. He, he did. came he did. out of retirement. Dude, the man is so he's eighty years old. He's eighty and he's like, My son is not good enough to be a standalone director. I have to come back and save Ghibli. So uh what do you think it goes to the show, Will? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I actually started off by watching Standalone Complex, the TV show, um, both seasons of it, I which came out it. way later because yeah, I think the movie came out in 1995, and then the uh, Standalone Complex came out 2005, 2004, 2005. It's actually you, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. old still, but yeah, relative to the movie itself, it came out uh, almost a decade afterwards uh so i i really like standalone complex um i like the the whole action thriller um sort of perspective on it so i mean then, i i put standalone complex in very high regard i mean top 10 right yeah i i'd say it's top 20 for me i have a lot that's in my top 10 and it's really hard to shift things out but that's why we're also not doing an episode on it because it can be a very touchy subject for the both of us and i don't Want to break friendships over this? So I do know um, what you're referencing, but, but, but we will talk about the movie. I I I, I enjoyed it. You I mean, fell asleep for like ten minutes. Yeah, it was a it was a long movie. It was a long eighty minutes. It it was two hours. It, no, it was eighty minutes. It's not two hours. It was a very short movie. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay.
1: Wait, how do I know this not you? Come on.
0: Okay. Anyways, well, what do you think of the movie?
1: It's okay. Um, it's definitely what? very, very different from the TV show. I mean, like, it, it, I can't really say it that way because of the fact that the movie did come out first. Um, so it's definitely more sort of like psychological, philosophical, um, more talking about like the meaning of you know being human in a new digital world, digital age, um, the, the, the idea of identity as well um Mm -hmm. all stuff that for me uh okay i mean it was very it is very slow
0: and uh almost hypnotic and dreamlike i would
1: say compared to the more action-oriented standalone complex i mean Um, when you talked about how like oh this is very different from standalone complex by the way i'm like yeah sure okay whatever it still goes in the shell now um really it, it it is very different. It's still very much you know, following the same characters. They don't change names. It's just the, the way that they portray the world, the way that they want to show a message to the viewers, it's a very different approach. Right.
0: Um, but the architecture that was based on Hong Kong was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, dude, it, it was awesome. Uh, the music was really nice, too. I love the music. <laughs> Wait, there was that one... Okay. It was it was
1: good. It was good. I, I, I give it a solid four out of five. <sighs> Whatever. To appease the fans. Whatever.
0: All right. I did not watch any mystery anime because I overdid it last episode and I overdid the research for this episode. But Will, you had a
1: mystery anime. Yeah. Uh well this one's not going to be so much like, oh wow, holy shit, you actually watched this. Wait, you actually like, wait a minute. Like, wait. Are you burning me here? No, 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 no. This is just to show that like I've been meaning to watch. I think you've talked about it, but like you're probably less pressed to watch it than I was. Um Okay, it's... so I have not watched it, right? No, you have definitely not uh, watched can it. can you give
0: me several clues and I can only have like ten seconds to figure this out because we should not stall.
1: It's about bones. Huh. I do know which one you're talking about.
0: Yep. Sakura
1: Sakurako. Uh, yeah. The corpse go. is buried under Sakurako's feet.
0: Huh. Okay, so you watched all of it? Yep. And uh, is it just literally Bones, the
1: Western TV show? Sort of. It follows a central character, you know, aptly named Sakurako, uh, who is you know, very much fascinated by Bones. I forgot what the study of Bones was or, you know, there is actually a technical term for it. But she goes around like with a partner. I forgot his name. Uh, the thing is like some of the characters very are memorable huh not not necessarily memorable but you know, it's very much focused on sakurako and like her way of seeing the world through her massive obsession by the way bones.
0: the study of bones is osteology
1: because you know uh, osteo is the prefix for bones there you go cool Like osteoporosis you yeah. know sword. so that's basically the premise of the show she falls like she basically has this crazy, crazy addiction to you know finding and procuring and you know basically rebuilding bones. So whether it's like the bones of like a, a dinosaur, bones of a, an animal, um, those are cool for her. But for her, the one she really, really likes is the bones of a human, and that of course then means that she, you know one way or another she gets tangled in with a couple of different. Um, Criminal cases, you know, missing person cases.
0: Uh, the fact, well, just want to be clear: the fascination with bones is not like devious or sexual in any way. It's more like an academic fascination, right? Basically,
1: she just really feels that like the human body in skeletal form is. Work beautiful of art is beautiful. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The music and art is actually really nice. It's actually funny because there are certain parts where, like, she, when she's about to do an investigation, you know how, like, when you watch, like, certain shows, like, for example, you watch Sailor Moon, you and, and they transformed, they had the little montage, or when, like, you watch, like, a fighting anime, uh, and they have like, this sort of, like, little, like, 10-second build-up to, you know, power up and all that. She has that as well. But Wait, she, what? Yeah, but what she does is she puts on the gloves, and then it's, like... like let's crack on with this investigation <laughs> and then she puts on the gloves and then all of a sudden like everything goes into like 4k like multicolor. like you just see like the bones of like multiple animals slowly crumb up from the from the, from the ground and it's just like she starts like doing these like fucking like oh, ninja so- hand signals and shit Whoa, wait no 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 no. okay hey, you're joking right like no, i understand like no, 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 i'm not joking at all it's actually really fucking hilarious. It's cool as shit. You have to watch it. Wait, it's cool as shit. I should watch. Th- I mean, I, I, I it is okay, like all my plans. Well, to should be watch fair though, this. it's, it's, it's not like like earth shattering. It's not like groundbreaking. I would you I, say it's bone breaking though? <sighs> <sighs> Woo, I'm here hit. all day. Yeah, don't quit your day job. I, um, I'm not. Okay, so
0: the, the anime. Yeah, I, I gave it a solid eight out of ten. Is it based on? Is it an
1: original or based on a manga? It's based on a light novel, actually. Okay, um, and the light novel is still ongoing, but they cover like a, not that many more cases. I actually don't, don't remember like how often the book the books come out. So when you say that they're in cases, you
0: it's kind of episodic in nature, and that it's about this woman and his. Her and her sidekick, yeah, her assistant, assistant, yeah, so
1: working with the police. Right? It's not so much that like they're standalone, in which like you just join in halfway and you won't miss anything. Like you would still be able to understand like what's happening within the cases themselves, as they're all kind of contained within the twenty-five minutes. But in order to really understand this, the character of Sakurako herself, like you really do have to watch from beginning to end, and you know what led to her obsession with bones, what led to her becoming like the character that she is. I think she's a wonderful character. Um, definitely very misunderstood. But you know, the more you read or the the novels or you watch the 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 show, it, it starts you start seeing the more human side of her, the one that's not just, you know, a crazed bone hunter. You mean not all flesh and bones? No,
0: they're that's not damages. <laughs> yeah, this is on the cuff too, because it's a mystery anime. I didn't know about this,
1: yeah, but yeah, I think you should you you should check it
0: out. I think you should. Okay, I'm just gonna end it so you have no bones to pick with this anime, fuck don't you? Me?
1: Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Keep saying I will have a bone to pick with you. Okay, so. uh, okay.
0: I'm okay. I, I am here all day, so
1: um, there is uh, it's better than you know, just you all meet no bones. I, I, okay. Okay. I'm not calling you fat. I'm not fat-shaming you. <laughs> it's just it, 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 was, it was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, so I'm not that fat. I'm
0: not thin, but I'm not that fat.
1: No, to be fair, though, I actually did like a health checkup um, whilst I was at the, the doctor's to you know check on my ears. And they were saying, you should probably... Um, when was the last time you were at the gym? Oh, wait, gyms are closed, right? You should probably try and do some workouts you know, at home or maybe go for a run. Uh, everyone has been saying that to me, too. But
0: hey, uh, instead of going to the gym or working out, Will went down a very, very deep and dark rabbit hole.
1: For manga, at least. I don't know what you're talking about. To be fair, like, you've been telling me that I needed to sort of broaden my palette, right? Like, rather than just watching only dark and edgy shows, I should probably look into something that's a little more slice of life, more romance, more drama, just things that aren't necessarily just blood and gore.
0: Yeah, okay. Right, mm-hmm. so I started mm-hmm. reading
1: mm-hmm. Domestic Girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: uh, that, yeah? That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, what is Domestic Girlfriend about, Will?
1: Um, t- mm-hmm. if, you, if you really want to know what Domestic Girlfriend is, I highly suggest you go on YouTube and watch a basically a breakdown of the series by this youtuber named Giguk. that's g-i-g-g-u-k um he does a very very comprehensive breakdown of what the Wait, series Wait, but is doesn't about. that like spoil stuff uh no well i mean it will spoil the first episode but th- that's about it if you watch this latter stuff then you're spoilers but he will tell you there's spoilers um, okay it's it's a very wholesome uh wholesome show yeah well, wholesome, of course wholesome, wholesome manga series
0: exactly uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, Listeners, it is absolutely not any of that. It's – just Google it. I mean, he... Will doesn't have the balls to
1: say what the – Do you, right talk... right. you actually want me to talk d- – Do you actually want me to run through what the story is about? It's it's your call, man. It, you read it. Okay, guy has a sexual encounter with a classmate, but the classmate's like, I'm only just doing this for expendable purposes. I have no feelings for you whatsoever. We go to school, nothing happens at all. Cool. Goes to school. Okay. Turns out he has a crush on his teacher. Afterwards, his dad says, his, 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 his single father says, I'm actually thinking about getting remarried. We're going to meet the family tonight. Okay, cool. So then the new mom comes in, the new stepmom comes in, and who, who also walks in through the door? His teacher and the classmate that he had a sexual encounter with. Turns out they're both sisters, and now they are step-siblings. But... As they start living under the same roof, there's a lot of sexual tension. There's a lot of misunderstandings, romantic feelings building up, uh, and then he has sex with his um, his, his teacher new, slash new stepsister, <sighs> older sister. Uh, but then turns out that the the, the young step sister walks in on them, and then wonders what's going on. It turns out like, hey, wait a minute, I never had any feelings for you in the beginning. What's what's this? What's this feeling inside my heart? Why am I feeling feelings for this person? Uh, and then you know it just transpires okay. into like just 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 crazy uh, incestuous love triangle. Um, but all that aside, it's actually a very very good manga. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It,
1: it teaches you a lot about you know emotional growth. Being an independent person, learning that, you know, dreams do come true. You stick to your wits and, you know, have the determination to see things to the end. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not for everyone. It's also highly popular, though, the, the the manga series. It sold three million copies of the end of 2020. So over a three-year run. Which and is there a is an anime season. season. I don't think there's going to be a second season. We watched the first episode. It was very <laughs> the, the opening was really good. I, I like, actually I'm, I actually like this okay, themes aside, it's actually a very decent property. Okay. I quite like it. I've read I've read every single volume of the manga all the way to the end. It was a fucking train wreck at times, a roller coaster at times but a train wreck nonetheless and i fucking loved every moment of it. What's the other train wreck that you've been reading? Well, hey, dude, no, this is also very wholesome too. It talks about, you know, the human connection, what it means to be in love, what it means to actually express feelings from one to another. It's Scum's Wish.
0: Yeah, okay. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So Scum's Wish is a- about oh man, are we really doing this huh <laughs> uh,
0: look you don't have to do it
1: okay so imagine you have a crush on somebody yeah right mm-hmm. and the, the crush that you have is not available or like they're not showing any apparent interest in you now there's another person who also has a crush so situation their crush is not reciprocating the same emotions the same feelings back to them so what do you do yeah uh you just give up and move on right uh no oh, uh, what do you do well you
0: date that person too so, in other words, the two people who have not had their love reciprocated are then dating each other
1: out of spite? In a way, yes. But it's also the fact that, you know, it's to cope with loneliness. and It's to cope with abandonment. It's to cope with the fact that they've been unwanted. But there's also another person that shares the same situation as them. So why not come together and wallow in misery together? And these two people also have a pact, right? Yeah. They have rules. It's like basically like, oh. If we ever show any emotion to each other, we break it off. If we ever have any progression with our crush, we break it off. If things ever get to a point where either one of us are uncomfortable, we break it off. So it's very wholesome. They set these ground rules so that no matter what, they're always in a a position where both of them are comfortable with the the rules they laid out.
0: Right. And just because uh, these rules are laid out, they are going to follow it, right? There's no drama, no nothing, because everything is laid out, clear, understanding, and,
1: you know. No, they break the rules in the, the second volume. Yep, there you go. Yeah. I mean it's called Scum's Wish. Uh, yeah. Every exactly. single character is scum. But you also watch them grow, and it's you know very wholesome to see that you know they go from pieces of shit to lesser pieces of shit. But I, I loved every volume. It's really, really good.
0: I'm sorry. It's really fucking good. I did not expect Will to go down this route, but I guess it makes sense because if you like edgy stuff and drama-filled stuff and just mellow drama. These two series has it
1: in spades. I mean, come on, man! Like, I don't want just vanilla romance. Vanilla romance is pretty good. Give, give me just like real, like scum of the earth people. Like, I want to see like the worst of. of it's mankind. like it's like edgy romance, isn't it? it it's it's romance with <laughs> it's romance with a kick to it. That's what it is. Oh Jesus! Okay, okay.
0: So, uh, just so that we're clear. The two manga properties that will read to completion is Domestic Girlfriend and Scum's Wish. If you Scum's really...
1: Wish is on Netflix, oh yeah, oh yeah, they both have animes. Yeah, Scum's Wish is on Netflix. So I it... mean, for people here in Hong Kong, if you want to watch it, you're gonna to have to find it elsewhere. you get to, to find it on Crunchyroll or Funimation for um uh, for Domestic Girlfriend. But if you are in Hong Kong, you don't want to go the routes of using VPNs or subscribing to Funimation or Crunchyroll. Scum Switches on Netflix. If you were like me though, just buy the manga.
0: Okay, there we go. That's that's the end of that. Both hopefully. are
1: fantastic, by the way. Yep. I gave them both nine out of ten. Oh god Jesus. Okay. Okay. I mean, I got, there there are points where like I was actually on the verge of tears. It was it was really emotional all times. More domestic girlfriend than Scum Switch. is just more like, oh, Cool. It's great to see that people actually show character development in this story. To be fair, though, when you start off as a piece of shit, like, the only way is up. Uh, I'm speechless. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, let's move on to news. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, let's move on to news. Thank God. Thank God we're out of there, guys. We just need to get out of there.
1: Find out in the next episode of the Good Palette, Anime Palette podcast, where we talk about and break down both Scum's Wish and Domestic Girlfriend. It is not happening. Okay, no, 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 we won't do it. So, we are now in the
0: news section, and we actually have quite a bit of news to uh, talk about. I think the, well, what do you want to break down
1: first, Will? Well, uh, one I do want to talk about very, very quickly, um, I guess it's, Probably because it's part of like the seasonal anime uh, that I've been watching. Um, Jason's already really caught up with it anyway. Um, so Attack on Titan usually comes out uh, once a week, uh, either on like Sunday, Mondays through you know regular TV syndication wherever you are in the world, and then on like midweek, like Wednesday, Thursday on Netflix, which is where I usually watch it. So you know, I was like you know catching up on a few other shows, and then you know Thursday rolled through. It's like okay, cool, it's Attack on Titan time. I'm gonna go watch it. Why is there no new episode? I looked everywhere. I looked on the forums, and it was like, it turns out that that same day, uh, well, when, when they were doing the the live broadcast, the, the original like broadcast syndication, blah blah blah, uh, there was actually a earthquake that happened in uh, Wakayama, in Japan. So it wasn't a major earthquake, thank God. Like there weren't any like major casualties. Ooh, do you or, know what it was on the Richter scale? It was a four point six which is still pretty big. I'm not sure if it actually happened on the mainland or if it was like a tremor from like the waters and then therefore there was like a tsunami warning. Um, But luckily there hasn't been any issues. Um, So whoever is out in Wakayama or anywhere in the surrounding areas of Japan, um, hopefully you're safe and nothing's happened. Um, But yeah, uh, apparently they, they were showing the episode and then midway they actually had to cancel the broadcast because then there was like a live uh, urgent news break um, and, there, and therefore that's why they just decided to scrap the rest of the episode and so now this coming weekend when they do the new broadcast they're going to re-air episode 14 and then do a double header by also releasing episode 15 right afterwards so there's going to be a two-section two, uh, two section block of just Attack on Titan and hopefully, you know, with Netflix rolling through later, we'll be able to get both episodes sometime later in the week.
0: Yep. Uh, and then episode sixteen will come out. Uh, uh, it'll come out uh, next week, and the week. then that will end what I presume would be the
1: first part of the final season. I mean, you've read like most of it. I mean, like you're pretty much up to date, right? So I've I've told you where I've watched up to, and you're saying that like there's still a lot that needs to be animated. Yeah, and there is also a lot of twists and turns, I
0: guess, is the way to put it.
1: As if there weren't already a lot of twists and turns in the world of Attack on Titan. and then it Or just... Shingeki no Kyojin. And then it just gets worse, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there's no happy ending. But what
0: is a happy ending for me is that they announced a an three-episode OVA for Ancient Maga's Bride.
1: Yeah, you, you mentioned that this is one of your, your favorite shows. We it, it is. Some, the thing you talked about the top two anime you wanted to recommend. Yes, definitely. I
0: highly recommend this anime series. The first season, which is 24 episodes, came out a couple of years ago. I read the manga. I really like the manga as well. And they announced a, a three-episode OVA. So I didn't check what the plot summary was because I think it is either – it's anime original. It is written by the mangaka. So, you know, we talked about adapting anime in the previous episode, and it's penned by the mangaka. So I have high hopes, and hopefully this means that there will be season two because the manga is still ongoing. So therefore, I hope
1: that there would be a season two, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, I haven't watched any of Ancient Magus Bride, but, I mean, since you put it on your top 10 list, I should probably get around to watching it at some point. When When's the OV coming out again? Uh, I think it comes out later this year. Okay. Right, right, right,
0: right. Either uh, that or beginning of 2022. I don't know if they announced a release date. I'll double-check on that later.
1: Okay, cool. All right. Well, the another announcement that came out, not really an announcement, but more like a preview. Um, There was a, a show that was supposed to come out, I think, the previous season or sometime during 2020. Um, the show which is called uh, To Your Eternity. Um, so I don't really know all that much about it, but the trailer looked cool, the artwork looked decent, and I was ready to watch it. And then the delay came out, and I was like, okay, fine, we'll just wait. I mean, COVID like, basically slammed everything, so the only thing we could do was wait anyway. Uh,
0: to Your Eternity is based on a manga series, and I bought the manga, some of it, and I have not read it. I heard lots of good things. The the rating and I guess the score on uh, Mal, my anime list, is really good, really high. So I have high hopes for this, and the anime is definitely premiering in April, and uh, the opening is sung by
1: yours truly. I mean, no. my truly. I, okay, it,
0: it's it's sung by a woman named Utara Hikaru. I love Utara. Yeah. Uh, I have very fond memories of her music. So it kind of brings us back to...
1: Well, well, well it, brings, it back, brings me back to my Kingdom Hearts days. If anybody like, out here is a Kingdom Hearts fan... Th- it's a video game. Yeah, that that that's it for me. I mean, she sang the opening. She then the main song for the first one as well as the third one that came out three years ago. I love her. Back in the heyday, she was
0: probably one of the most prolific uh, J-pop singers at the time. I guess with um, uh, uh, like a bunch of other people, but she is definitely up there. She's also fluent in English. And when I mean by fluent, I don't mean like, oh, she just somehow knows how to speak decent English.
1: She went to Columbia. I think she was born and raised in the US, right? Or that she spent time between New York and, and, and Japan. She has English albums,
0: which are n- not as good as like her Japanese sung albums, but.
1: If anything, well, as, as reference, you know, like b- me being a, a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, like the, when she sang the, the songs for both Kingdom Hearts 1, I don't know if she had much for 2. I didn't really remember much about 2. But when she did the songs for Kingdom Hearts 1 and 3, she sang both the Japanese version as well as the English version. So very, yeah, and, advanced, very and, and, linguistic.
0: Yep. Very uh, fluent. So she is singing the opening song for the anime, To Your Eternity. And um, it is just another reason... To be hyped about watching To Your Eternity in April,
1: and our 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 spring twenty twenty one to watch list is fucking stacked. I have
0: fourteen shows that I plan to watch. Now, am I going to watch all fourteen in the beginning? Yes,
1: I'm probably not that far off. Yours, I'm probably like around maybe like nine, maybe ten. And we will talk about what we will watch for you know the the new
0: season as we progress throughout the the next couple of episodes because we're just gonna. We might as well talk about it when we watch all these new shows, right?
1: Yeah, by the time the next uh main episode comes out, the new seasonal stuff will either be airing or about to air. So at least then, you know, we'll be able to to watch it and give you like a, a quick preview of what to expect, what to watch, what to drop, or what to just wait on. And uh yeah. So
0: we got looking forward to that. Another uh announcement that I'm looking forward to a lot is uh anime that is premiering. Soon. Actually, I I actually don't remember. Is it 2021? Yeah, I think so. And it is Myeruka-chan, which is a horror comedy, believe it or not. It's actually accurate. And it's based off of a manga. And they just announced that there would be an anime premiering end of this year yeah i think so end of this year
1: yeah and that one i'm excited about because i'm I'm just as perplexed as you right like why would anybody want to put horror and comedy together it's it's like is it like a scary movie kind of situation absolutely not right like Uh, because that's because that was just more comedy than horror so uh
0: the there is two volumes of the english translated manga out i think in japan there's up to volume four or five so there's plenty there's enough material because at first, I was like, two volumes, at least in the English version, there is no there's no way you can fit a whole season in there. But uh turns out that they probably have enough content. What is the anime about? It's about this girl who is Miyaruka-chan. And I think it's a play off of... Uh, oh, God, I forgot what it was. But it's like Mirei, which is like to look. And, and like her name and like to look. Oh, my God, I need to double check that. Basically, it's like a portmanteau. It's like a play on words as a pun. Anyways, this girl can see ghosts. And when you say, when I say ghosts, I don't mean, hey, all these like Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of thing. They are fucking monstrosities. And it is just about this girl's everyday slice of life and seeing all these horrific things that no one else can see. And trying her very
1: darndest to not indicate that she can see them. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Actually, just running off what you said. Imagine if like there was like an anime version of Casper the Friendly Ghost, but instead of being friendly, it was anything but friendly. Casper the Edgy Ghost. I would like to see a horror rendition of that.
0: I just okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sure. Horror. Horror is uh done by Studio Mappa as
0: well. Yeah. Okay. Everything is done by Studio Mappa. Got it.
1: Uh, anything else? Oh, actually, there's a uh, there, there's one more thing. I think we have one more thing we wanted to talk about. That is correct. Yeah. Um. So, uh, both Jason and I, in our free time when we're not working or doing the podcast, we spend a lot of time scouring the internet for Kickstarter projects. Now, what is Kickstarter? It's a platform in which uh, a lot of collaborators, producers would showcase products that they want to roll out. But, you know, of course, they want to use community-based funding uh, to be able to secure the amount of equity needed to be able to roll out products, but at a lower price, or to be able to give more perks uh, to the people who back their projects. So, it, you know, it could range anything from, like, household items, uh, board games, uh, video productions. Uh, and speaking of video productions, uh, there was one that actually caught our eye. Um, so, this property... I'm not as familiar to it as Jason is, but I have been meaning to, to read up on it. Uh, the manga series itself in English is called, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's called uh, The Girl from the Other Side. Uh, and recently, Wit Studio, uh, who are known for, you know, doing the first three seasons of Attack on Titan, Cabaneri, uh The Great Pretender, they have launched a Kickstarter campaign to push for the anime adaptation for The Girl from the Other Side. And uh, it, it's done very well so far. The fact that it's a very it's a really long Kickstarter comp- campaign, but they've already they met their goal within the first day.
0: Yeah. And there is, I guess, a 10-minute, I guess, OVA, O-N-A, that uh, got released a uh, while ago. I think two thousand summer of 2019. And it had great reception. And I think it premiered in certain film festivals. It was only 10 minutes. Uh, no voice acting. But it was really good uh it people should expect great things. no, no
1: voice acting kind of sounds like paparia well I mean obviously it's very different in style but like using like visual and music cues to to, to create ambience as opposed to using voice right
0: yeah it's pretty cool uh I have to say that uh, I read two volumes of the manga there is 10 volumes out with the 11th vol, is it nine or ten volumes I need to double check but the final volume, uh volume 11 is coming out at least in Japan uh in April early April and uh the art style and what it's about I won't I won't spoil sort of what it's about but the art style is very it looks sick it's like it's like a fairy tale almost like a western kind of art style and all I can say is that it looks very innocent looking but there's a lot of sinister dark themes from behind like behind the scenes that's happening around uh the world that it's set in and it's really good. It's like a grim fairy tale basically. Uh basically yes, exactly. Like a dark
1: grim fairy tale.
0: So um that's that's sort of I'm we kick started it.
1: And yeah. We 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 definitely kickstarted it. I'm I'm so excited to watch this just because of the fact that I can't get enough of, um, which studios productions. We have to wait
0: till winter 2022 though. So hey, I mean, if anything, it's like we're supporting the anime industry. We're supporting a studio that we both like. We're supporting a property that I like a lot and uh we're making things happen it was great
1: yeah we know like it can be tough uh to get productions done if it's not done through like a major corporation or there isn't enough like major fanfare then what, do you, what else do you do you have to reach out to your community and thank thank god that the anime community is a strong one i mean you
0: know? also you could use the uh, the the kickstarter crowdfunding uh resource as a way to indicate to other investors that hey this property, this project, is worth investing money into. Would you like to sink more money into that? I mean, Studio Trigger did Little Witch Academia through Kickstarter, and they now have a full-fledged show that premiered through Netflix.
1: Yeah, I think it's just you know studios wanting to sort of break the shackles of the the process of getting a animation greenlit. You know, like sometimes you really look into. You know viewership numbers, and then through that, it's the most like visual sort of gauge on how something will perform, what your ROI is, like your return on investment. I, I guess not all businesses care about doing passion projects, right? But at the same time, it's it's freaking studio wit. It's wit. They're amazing. They're super good. And I'm excited to see what they're going to produce for this. We we know that like it's gonna be a while before it comes out and like the investments that go through it with it, like it's it's not like chump change, you know, it is a fair amount of money to help, you know, put this together, but we know that this money is going to a good place.
0: Yep, so I think that is all it is for the news, right?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot. I mean, I didn't mean to spend that much time talking about the synopsis of Domestic Girlfriend and Scum's Wish, but I feel like people, if they really wanted to read it and know what kind of shit that, uh, you know, is, is good these days, go ahead. Or
0: not to read it. I mean, I don't know. Look, to be fair, I'll, okay, okay, let's be fair. Domestic Girlfriend Scum's Wish is something that I plan to read at some point. And uh, actually, the anime is not ranked very uh, highly, I would say, compared to, let's say, the manga itself, right?
1: I think that, so for me, especially with Domestic Girlfriend, the anime season, the only season that I think is never going to come out, is primarily used as advertising. I, I think they, they got like a, a relatively budget studio to do it, 12 episodes, roll it out, garner attention um some criticism some controversy um but hey i mean publicity is publicity right yeah i mean three million copies of the manga within three years that's a decent number that statistic is nothing to scoff at for sure yeah so i think that's look it's you you may have your qualms with it you may have certain perspectives of what the plot's about just give it a chance and if you really don't like it then Send me an email and tell me I'm a filthy human being. Well, uh, Or just do it regardless. I am a filthy well, human well, being. Will, you are a filthy human being. Yeah. D- write an email and then send it to me.
0: Okay, so I think that is it for our first two sections. I think we're going to take a break and then come back with our main discussion topic. which will yeah, be we'll...
1: a very, very crunchy one. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow, okay. All right. stay hydrated hope y'all had a nice little break uh when we're back with the second half of today's episode of the good anime palette podcast uh we're still here with me will as well as jason hi yep so um after a you know a crazy turn of events when it came to the anime and manga reveal of, of you know basically what i've been reading and watching i'm sorry i had to put you through it uh, jason oh no no
0: it's fine uh i have to reiterate that i am not going to let will suffer on his own because uh, domestic girlfriend and scum's wish was something that I do want to tackle at some point so it's not like I throw shade at you you know just to spite you it's just more like fun banter but I will probably based on your recommendation probably read up on it sooner rather than
1: later man you're a real bro yeah you're a brother man yeah. not blood related though no, oh Jesus oh, god <laughs> I mean it's not like we're screwing each other right no <laughs> <laughs> Jesus okay all jokes aside, like, really, check out Domestic Girlfriend. Check out Sculpture. Sk- is not in the same vein. It's just it's, – it's, it's also – It's just more depravity. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite depressing. But, you know, there's, you know, things that you can look into it, and it does make you feel better. It does make you feel better in the end. Right.
0: So, okay. So, uh, our main discussion topic today is about a particular company. It is Crunchyroll. Isn't that a kind of sushi? Yes, it is. No, it's like Maki something.
1: Oh, wait, yeah, it's a it's a crunch roll, right? Yeah, Where okay. you have the tempura uh-huh. flakes on yeah, top yeah, with okay, like the okay. deep fried shrimp inside. Okay, so you they might be called a dragon roll, actually, yeah, or like a spider roll, spiders with um deep fried soft shell crab. Okay, um, crunchy roll.
0: You have heard Will and I mention it since the inception of this podcast, since episode zero, and I am sure many of you would have either. Heard of it, Crunchyroll, or use it. Crunchyroll obviously being one of the leading streaming anime platforms all around the world. And our topic today is not only talking about the history and certain events that actually are very relevant in this day and age for the anime manga industry, but also talking about the Crunchyroll originals. Which are similar to like the Netflix originals animes. Whether or not they're of the same quality is something that we will get into.
1: Yeah. So we've especially spent quite a bit of time over the past uh, few weeks uh, catching up on, you know, some Crunchyroll shows, uh, the manga, or at least, you know, specifically the source material um, that it originated from, you know, just to sort of see, you know, what shows that this, uh, this, the streaming platform has specifically been producing you know we're not talking about like shows that you know have been produced by different studio but then licensed by crunchyroll no no, no. we're not we're not talking about that stuff. oh no uh, there is that too there's that too but like specifically in terms of like, the stuff we've been watching like right. specifically so um, um yeah we watched a lot of shit
0: um earlier i said that we would mention what i have been watching and reading specifically because for this segment of the main discussion topic about Crunchyroll, I kind of... I mean, I watch a lot of anime and read a lot of manga on a weekly basis, and because Overkill is my middle name, I went
1: crazy on the research. So it's a whole page in the docket in terms of how much Jason has read and watched since the last recording, or at least in in combination of what he's been reading and watching. So should I just lay down the stats uh, in terms of, like, what I consumed in just, preparation just, just for this—just lay it out. You can you can give us like a, a short synopsis if you feel necessary, but just hit us with the numbers. okay. So I,
0: for anime, I watched five episodes of Inspector. I watched eleven episodes of Fly Me to the Moon. I was one episode away from finishing it, and I was gonna watch it before we like before we came to the recording studio, but I couldn't do it in time. Uh, I watched. So I'm a spider. So what? Two episodes of that. I watched one episode of Dr. Ramune. I watched The Noblesse Awakening, ONA, which was like the prequel to the TV series. And I watched three episodes of The Noblesse Season 1. And then manga. You ready for this? Well, I read nine volumes of Inspector. One volume of Fly Me to the Moon. One volume of So I'm a Spider, So What, the manga adaptation of the light novel. And I read the first volume of Dr. Ramune. And this does not even include the Webtoon stuff that we will also get into because Webtoons
1: and Crunchyroll got into like an anime partnership. Yeah, so we'll be touching on that in just a bit. Um, I think we... Well, actually, both you and I had spent some time watching some of the stuff and also reading some of the stuff off of the Webtoon platform. Right, uh, but we do want to dedicate you know a set amount of time to talk about that um, yeah. solely. So I, uh, uh, yeah. if we just uh, lump everything together, it would just it would just take too long anyway. So your boy Jason just
0: just doesn't know what restraining is like. It's just, hey, look, I love anime and I love manga. Okay, and yeah. I and. It's uh, believe it or not. uh, Crunchyroll started in 2006. It was a streaming platform as well, but people always assume that Crunchyroll is this company that streams anime, and it's one of the best legal ways to consume anime. But when it first started, it was actually very questionable. It was a service in 2000. It was founded in 2006 by by, uh, like I think four people. I don't have their names in front of me, but. Um, yeah, and what they did was they just streamed fan subs, which uh, means the anime was, uh have subtitles that was translated not by quote unquote professionals, but by just everyday people who just so happens to understand English and Japanese. And also, they never got the license
1: for those fan subs. Yeah, I think at the time, too, like we're talking about like the early mid 2000s when you know, a lot of shows, I mean, we talked about this in the previous episode where we talked about things like Dragon Ball, we talked about Pokemon, uh, Naruto, One Piece. At the time when it came to syndicating these shows in the US, of course, you're not going to be just playing the original Japanese Versions, right? You're going to be having to translate them uh, by dubbing the voices into English, and even those were pretty hard to come by. Yeah, or if you did find them, they weren't always great. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. It was sometimes like I think when I was a kid too. I always thought like watching Dragon Ball and watching, uh, well, let me not so much Dragon Ball. Watching like Pokemon, I always thought Pokemon was a was an American property, right, right. But then like actually watching the Japanese version, like, oh, so that's what Ash's voice sounds like. Oh, so that's what Pikachu... Oh, Pikachu not the same. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. So it
0: wasn't until, uh, I think, three years after the inception of the company Crunchyroll that uh, they actually obtained legal distribution rights for the animes that they were streaming and then pledged from that point onwards to be a, quote-unquote, legitimate streaming platform in business, which they obviously have kept up to to this very day and probably till the end of time. Also, they are... They're not just a streaming platform. They also have uh, an app for, uh, at least uh, on Apple devices, the manga, where they, for example, had chapters of Attack on Titan. I remember uh, reading Attack on Titan through their manga app. They even have uh, an expo, like like a Crunchyroll anime expo that actually started out in 2017, which was a lot more recent than I thought when I did research for this. Yeah,
1: I think, like, especially with anime being, like, like, so much of our, like, upbringing, having, like, seen shows that, like, were developed in the 70s and 80s, like, it actually kind of baffled me that the Crunchyroll Awards were only four years old.
0: Right, so uh, Will is mentioning about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, which, for better or for worse, is an anime award celebration I guess if I had to describe it to someone in, like, one sentence, it's the, it's the Western Academy Awards equivalent of anime, even though I don't
1: think that description is necessarily accurate. Not to mention that sometimes when they do, like, the awards as well, like, I feel like sometimes the nominations they have aren't always great. They have, like... They have your
0: typical, like, anime of the year and certain categories. But then they also have, like, best
1: girl, best boy, best couple, best kiss, and things like that. And it's... Most of those kind of things are, like, quite subjective. To be fair, though, like, the awards, like, platform itself, it, there is going to be some subjectivity to it. But I, I if... remember that one year with Yuri
0: on Ice, the, uh, the ice skating um, boy love anime series, when they made it so that it was best boy and best girl as the, the, the couple, and then best kiss was them. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of, I guess, backlash
1: was... Is like, it was to be expected, right? I think it was just poorly handled.
0: Uh, yeah, it's poorly handled. And then, so then the anime awards, they're a thing. And just to give an indication of how big um, Crunchyroll is, they, by 2017... So 11 years, they reached 1 million paid subscribers. So think of it like Netflix. And then in 2020, that number reached to 3 million. So within a span of three years, they increased their paid subscribers by 2 million. And people always compare it to Netflix, I guess, in that sense. But it's just like...
1: Crunchyroll is just anime. Exactly. Like Netflix you'll have shows from pretty much depending on your region, right? Shows from almost every country. Like you can access, you know, Indian shows, Korean shows, Hong Kong shows, Chinese shows, Taiwanese shows along with all the the western developed properties. And then there's also a section for anime. So, it's I understand your 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 point here too where you just cannot compare the two because one is literally everything and the other one is just anime.
0: So within this niche market, which is ever-growing every year, which I'm really happy about, because I I think that's just very... It makes a lot of sense that this niche industry
1: gets bigger and bigger every year.
0: Three million subscribers, paid subscribers, is insane to me.
1: And you have to also remember, too, that this is a, a platform that was first and foremost developed within North America. And... The service that they have is primarily promoted to try and engage a more Western audience, right? So that's why Crunchyroll doesn't really exist in Japan. Yes. Right? Or even in Hong Kong, actually. Yeah. Hong Kong's uh, catalog for Crunchyroll is like one-tenth of what you would get in the U.S. and Canada. And it makes sense because of the fact that we've had exposure to anime way before they had it in the U.S., which is why, like, you know, Hong Kong, we've had Animax. In Japan, like, where manga and anime are from, they have, like, Terra, I think, one of the other platforms. They have uh, Nico Nico, which is another uh, free-streaming platform. Not to mention, like, if you just, you know, turn on, like, your TV box, you could just record shows that are publicly broadcasted at night or even throughout the day. Like, literally, you turn on the TV, there's going to be a channel that's playing anime. So that's why, like... Crunchyroll, while it doesn't exist in more sort of like less like less English spoken countries, the fact they were able to at least get three million within the Western world, I think that's that's phenomenal. That's a really big number. And it's just paid subscribers too. Like there's probably still more people outside of their paid subscription base. Yeah, because you can register a free account and just watch with ads.
0: And so Crunchyroll, as you. We will make some parallels to Netflix despite the fact that we just said that it's not really comparable. In the end, it's still, it's still a streaming service, Yes, right? And as a juggernaut of the anime streaming service, the next logical step would then be why don't we produce our own anime? Similar to how Netflix cr- uh, produces their own anime, Crunchyroll does as well, and they called them Crunchyroll Originals. And uh, we will talk about uh, these originals in depth later on. I feel like, though, there are two other major events, which happened... The The second one that I'm going to mention happened, was it in December of 2020? Yes, right at the end of 2020. And then the other one happened in uh, 2019 and also in 2020, but we'll get into that. So... The the one in December 9th of twenty twenty is about the acquisition of Crunchyroll by Sony Entertainment. Is that correct? Sony, yeah, yes. Sony. And the reason why that is a big deal is because Sony, the parent company, also owns something else called Funimation. Now, when in the West at least, when you ask someone where they watch their uh, anime uh, uh episodes if they do not say crunchyroll probably the second answer that everyone will gravitate towards to if it's not netflix it would be funimation you
1: know what's actually really funny um so i was using my switch the other day and i was actually able to download the funimation app on my switch despite being in hong kong yeah it was really weird i, I say that's weird because the fact that funimation you can't access it in hong kong uh, I mean, you could access it with a VPN, but yes, that is generally correct. Yeah, it's widely used in again English-speaking countries. You can use it in in, in the U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., Australia, Australia as well, uh, but not Hong Kong. So, what this acquisition
0: means is that Sony now owns both Crunchyroll and Funimation. So then, the thing that I want to say before we talk about the consequences and ramifications of that is how much sony paid for uh crunchyroll it wasn't in the millions you got to add like an extra like 3 zeros to that man it was 1.175
1: billion dollars just for crunchyroll it is a big number but you also have to think about the fact that AT and T, which is you know the parent company of uh, Funimation, no, 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 no. Oh, of of Crunchyroll, because um, it was like a sort of like um, a partnership between AT and T and Warner Media. AT and T had is actually holding on to a lot of debt. They were talking billions of dollars of debt, so they needed to clean up a few things. Uh, and if it meant that they had to give up their what well, the biggest anime streaming platforms to get over 1 billion dollars out of it I I'd, I'd say that was a no brainer for them and not only that but to that number that price tag
0: of essentially 1.1 $1. $1 billion dollars just emphasizes how
1: important and valuable Crunchyroll is i think we i mean like we're really starting we've known for a while right with Crunchyroll Netflix uh even to some extent like Amazon uh, Amazon Prime and uh and 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 Hulu that anime is pretty much, like, at the front of a a streaming war.
0: I'll be, yes, I'll be very honest. Before Netflix got into the anime game, I would say, less than five years ago, I would say it was always just Crunchyroll. Funimation was very well known for getting certain rights here and there, but they're also well known for their dubbing, which Crunchyroll almost never does. So... Funimation kind of carved out its niche of being the English dubbing platform for anime whereas everyone including myself at the time would say Crunchyroll is the premium and possibly basically the only anime streaming platform.
1: Yeah, I I was lucky enough that when I was in when I was in college um I was in the US, which meant that like if I was to watch my anime, I had Crunchyroll. Yeah, I had Netflix too, but Like you said, right? The Netflix anime catalog didn't start booming until like the late 2010s. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, I also had a lot of uh, positive experience from using
1: Crunchyroll both in the US and in Australia. Yeah. We could say stuff about like, you know, how sometimes maybe the subtitles can be a little bit better, but you can say the same thing about Netflix too. So, I don't really want to harp too much on that. So, Will, what do you think,
0: uh, if we have to explain to listeners, what does. It mean, really,
1: the merger of Crunchyroll and Funimation. Well, the fact that both of these properties were separate before, one which is known to essentially broadcast subtitled anime and the other one which is more for dubbed, what I want to see is, in terms of the implications of this merger, is how the catalogs are going to be combined uh, and what happens to the subscription base for people who have you know, a plan with Crunchyroll and people who have plans with Funimation. Um... Even though the merger was
0: confirmed on in December, we want to reiterate that as of right now, it's still business as usual, as in Crunchyroll is still by itself doing its thing. Funimation is still by itself doing this thing. And I think because of the way that acquisitions of companies work, it actually will take some time before everything gets finalized or and or we would see any implications for the users we won't see it right away we'll see it maybe i mean i don't know anything about this but let's just say eight to uh, six to twelve months
1: i mean what what you should also look into is the fact that like this merger i I hate to say it it's not for the fans the the fans are not necessarily in a way like yes like it's because of the fact that you know We subscribe to these platforms. Therefore, we are paying for these platforms. But I think for them, it's still very much like money comes first, which means that they're going to be doing a lot of back office work. They're going to be doing a lot of clearing of specific sort of like like out-of-business properties, uh, out-of-business departments within um, each company, uh, finding where the giant revenue generators are uh, and figuring out ways to... Essentially, increase the amount of licensing and broadcasting rights uh, for their um, for for, for the services. Like streaming, right now is, is is paramount. Like there's there's nothing you can do in TV if you're not streaming. And I think uh,
0: the licensing or the rights, distribution rights or the rights to stream, is in a way it sounds on uh, initially like oh it's great because basically the biggest platform for anime streaming and one of the biggest anime platforms for anime streaming is merging together as one. Isn't that great? Oh, their catalog, they have different catalogs and they were separate before, even though they had a deal, I think, in 2017 to sort of have a partnership. I think that broke off and then a year. I think they broke off in 2019 to not have that deal. And then in 2020, they got, uh, Crunchyroll got bought anyways. So people were thinking like, oh, they merge their catalogs, they merge their users, uh, so then uh, the users will have more access to more shows, right? Uh, I guess in principle, you could say that that is accurate, even though we have not seen any indication of that. But I think the more, I guess, back end, back behind the scenes thing that actually causes a lot of concern, to me at least, is the licensing rights. Because at this point, If Funimation and Crunchyroll, for all intents and purposes, are already going to be one big company, there is a lot less competition to get rights to do certain things. And to be honest, other than Netflix, I cannot think
1: of a competitor that could play at the same level. I mean, yeah, you're kind of saying that – like. They're cornering the market, which in effect it is. It is. There's there's almost no competition left now, right? Like we talked about, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix. If you wanted to talk a little bit more, you know, left field or like more obscure, then you have things like Verve and High Dive, uh, maybe some other smaller local, like Hulu, yeah, right? Amazon Prime. But so then,
0: uh, what this means, I guess, in layman terms, is if you were a anime studio or you wanted, you have an anime that you want to have your Rights sold to the West for distribution purposes, you actually have not, you have a lot less options now, which then means there will be less room for you to negotiate certain prices, which then means you might get less because if you don't go with Crunchyroll or you don't go with Netflix, then where else are you going to go? So then they have you like ho- holding you hostage in many ways, which then means that they can dictate what to do. It's a monopoly isn't it? or a, a duopoly.
1: Uh, like in in this essence here it, you, it's just basically two monopolies right it, you you could say that there's competition between the two but i wouldn't say that like whatever's happening at Crunchyroll will like massively affect what's happening at netflix netflix will still keep everything business as usual because yes they are ha, there, there is a growing uh catalog for anime on netflix but that's not their first and foremost like what is and brandai there's not their bread and butter no like crunchyroll funimation like they got their start in anime they will die by anime so i don't think that this merger necessarily means that like there's like a duopoly i think it's just that you just have one big power joining with another big power and now you have this this this, this, this fucking this this massive shadow above you saying hey I heard you like anime. Come with me. Oh, you don't want to come with me? Then you die. Yep. That's literally it now. So,
0: if Crunchyroll didn't have a huge market share on the anime streaming industry, they also went into partnership with another company. And in order to explain this, I think we're going to have to go a little bit off track. So, last episode, we talked about Anime adaptations, which then talks about where anime base off of uh, their source. Some of it obviously is anime original, which we talked about last episode. Uh, most of it is through manga, and some of it is also through light novels. And the past couple of years, the trend was light novels as well. A very
1: small amount from visual novels as well, mm-hmm. uh, but generally, exactly. like those would be like the go-to routes for an adaptation.
0: However, uh, it's finite in terms of the amount of things that you can adapt from or the amount of good things or the well might get dry someday. Where else are you going to get it? So it turns out that there is a type of digital, they call it digital comic, and it originated in South Korea. It's called manhwa, which is like manga, but then I guess they have to differentiate because manga is Japanese. So manhwa with uh, M, is it? M W A?
1: Uh no Manhua would be M A N H A W. But okay. it's the same with us too in Hong Kong where we like it's called Manhua. But like we write it as
0: M-A-N-H-U-A. And that's I think specifically for Chinese. Yeah. So
1: you you're reading it in Taiwan, reading it in China, reading it in Hong Kong.
0: Manhua. So Manhua, the the Korean uh term, also has something called webtoon, which is uh, basically manga but in digital form exclusively and their format is a bit different because if I were to say comp like western comics or Chinese uh, manhua and also just uh, Japanese manga in general they have a very fixed format in terms of it is it it, it reads
1: from uh, right to left Right? Basically, you're reading it horizontally, right to left or left to right, depending on whether you're reading a manga or a comic book. With Manhwa, on the other hand, or Manhwa specifically on this platform, which is called Webtoon, uh, which I believe is owned by Naver? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So they actually read vertically from top to bottom. And it's mainly because
0: of smartphones and how you would scroll up and down. So then instead of scrolling left or right to read certain pages... You would just keep scrolling down like you would any web page
1: or any, just anything really. It's a pretty cool way of doing it. So, like, if we were to read like comic books, whether it's Western or or Asian or just, just comics that are read horizontally, whenever you have like one of those massive double panel shots, right, where it takes up two full pages and it's like glorious, illustrated perfectly, it looks freaking awesome. Now, you can't do that on a phone unless you're reading it landscape but you know re- so then the, you know of course oh we're constrained by the dimensions of what you're reading on it why don't we do it so that instead of having to have a full landscape we just have one long panel where if it's like for example you're doing like a fight scene it just flows from top to bottom or maybe you're trying to showcase a metropolis like, like a city so you show like the top of the rooftops where the stars are and it takes you like maybe like a whole 30 seconds maybe even 45 seconds to scroll all the way down to the bottom So you see the whole cityscape, and then you get down to the ground level. Like it's a whole new perspective in terms of reading comics. It was I, I I quite like it.
0: Uh, I like it a lot too, and I've read quite a bit of it. So I want to emphasize that webtoon the genre is very different than webtoon the app with Naver. I think when you think of webtoons, the service webtoons. Is synonymous. It's one of the biggest platforms of that sort. But Webtoon, the genre itself, there are other platforms out there. But similar to how Crunchyroll is the most prolific anime streaming site, Webtoon is th- by far the
1: most prolific Webtoon online platform. Do you think it's just because of the fact that, like Webtoons themselves, like the platform as well as the format, it's, it's, relatively new like i know it's been around for a while but like when you compare it to like manga right like manga has been in the game for decades whereas like the proliferation of 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 manhwa of webtoons would you say it's been like the
0: last 10 maybe 15 years i would not even go 15 i would say less than 10 more than five
1: yeah, i would say very, very way more pop way more popular in the last five years oh, it's it's blown up I think it also comes down to adaptations as well, which we'll get into.
0: Yeah, so why do we mention Webtoons and South Korean manga? The reason is because Crunchyroll and Webtoon, the online platform, signed a partnership deal in 2019. And what does that mean for anime viewers in general? It means that, at least as far as Crunchyroll is concerned... They now have a catalog of online. Would you say online comics? Would you 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 would say manhwa is online comics, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. So then now
1: Crunchyroll web, web based, but not yeah, like, web based. But they're not web comics. No, that's a whole different. That's a whole different cover, thing.
0: Yeah. So now Crunchyroll technically has this whole catalog, this new well to extract adaptations from, which then goes into our discussion of anime originals for Crunchyroll, which they call Crunchyroll originals. Because, as Will alluded to a little, like just moments ago, the I would say this year, right? This year, twenty? no, no, sorry, last year, 2020, mm-hmm. was basically the breakout year for the manifestation of this partnership between
1: Crunchyroll and Webtoon. Yeah, this was the opportunity for them to showcase you know, what the partnership was about, and I I think it works both ways. One, it, for them, it works because, like you said, they have new source material to access. And two, people who are either fans of anime or people who are fans of manhwa will now have something new to check out. I think that when it came to animation, right? Like, I don't think there's really that many Korea-exclusive animations. Maybe, like, on smaller scales or stuff that's, like, kept locally. Like, I know there's quite a few, like... Animation studios in Korea, but a lot of them actually outsource their work. Like for example, like Studio Mir, which is a South Korean studio, but they signed a partnership with Netflix to produce on stuff that's not shown locally. You you mean not outsource their work? Is their uh, as in they only work on stuff that's not based in Korea? So they, it's
0: outs. They they work on. They're the outsourced company receiving work from other companies
1: and, and doing... Then, yeah, so they'll do, like, American shows, they'll do Mexican shows, they'll do their Japanese shows. Like, one of the major properties they did was, like, Voltron.
0: Yeah, and also, like, I think I think a little bit off-topic is that Vietnam also is a very, uh, like, well-known area where, uh, if for example, if you look at some of the credits for some of these anime shows, you would see a lot of Korean names, you would see a lot of Vietnamese names. That is because that a lot of these works get outsourced to these countries, so then they will do these works and then send them back and then they get premiered all over the world and in Japan.
1: Yeah, so tying it back to Korea, so we hadn't really seen that many or if any, like, internationally streamed or or syndicated uh, animations. And I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, actually in the past 10, 20 years, where korean dramas korean shows like live action shows started adapting manhwas like there's a lot of stuff that's on like the webtoon platform that have gone on to get adaptations but in live action form and i think it's just because the fact that that's just the way things were done like naturally it's super popular i'd say the korean dramas like the craze surrounding that is is amazing is like i i i watched one or two i'm not that big on it, there are some Korean movies that are freaking excellent, though. Oh, uh,
0: we also want – I forgot to mention. So the Webtoon, the online platform, is actually free. There are, like, paid services that you can do to get,
1: like, chapters early. Yeah, you spend, like, a, a couple dollars to get coins. And then coins are, helped, are used to get access to stuff that is through a paywall. Now, of course, that, that kind of sucks. But if you do want to read something – you can just wait because you get free coins every now and then, which uh, you can use to read stuff.
0: Yeah, not only that, but uh, basically there's a lot of content to be consumed for free. All you have to do is download the app. And if you don't want to wait for new stuff, then you have to go through a paywall. But other than that, for all intents and purposes, it's essentially 100% free with no ads. I mean, there is some ads, but yeah.
1: It's like, for example, like one of the... One was I was reading, um, which was called "Bastard," very, very good. Uh, the first three or five chapters—they call them episodes, by the way—they call them episodes rather than chapters, and uh, they also separate it
0: into seasons.
1: Yeah. So I watched. I read the. Watch. It's getting a little confusing. So I read the first five episodes, and then I hit a paywall. So, but then rather than paying, it said that okay, just wait till the next day, and you get to read two more free chapters tomorrow. Wait Re- another day, you get two more free chapters afterwards. So, if you do want to catch up on something. You might need to exercise a little patience, but you will be able to access and consume everything on there without having to spend a dollar. Okay, so now that we have explained
0: what Webtoons and Manhwa is, let let us bring it back to the context of Crunchyroll. So as we mentioned, similar to Netflix anime original content, Crunchyroll has their uh, original content uh, aptly named Crunchyroll Originals. Will and I have seen, well, I at least, have seen almost all of them to a certain degree.
1: And for some of them have read their respective adaptations as well. You're you're a braver man than me. I've kind of just stayed away from it. I think just upon like, initial viewing, when I don't really know much about a property, like I tend to gravitate to my anime list and just looking at the ratings. It doesn't look pretty. Okay, But so, some of the stuff look very promising.
0: So I will now name, I'll just name drop in succession a bunch of properties. And then I think what you're, will... And, you're
1: going to do it again. You're going to talk about how you read nine volumes of Inspector and watch five episodes of Inspector. No, 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 no,
0: no I'm not going to do it like that. I've already done that. I've, it, It's all good. But we will probably get into a little bit of each. So then if you're interested, you can check out the anime itself. And also know what we think about it. So, I think in order of I think in order of run date, you get Inspector, you which is based off of a Japanese novel. You get Tower of God, which is a webtoon based off of a webtoon. You have The God of High School, which is an adaptation of another webtoon done by Mappa. Your boy Mappa, right? I freaking love Mappa, but uh, I have. Other thoughts about God of High School. Right. Um, you have an anime original work called Jibiate. You have a Japanese manga adaptation uh, called Fly Me to the Moon or Tonikawa. You have the third uh, Webtoon adaptation called Bless. You then have a light novel adaptation called uh, So I'm a Spider So What, which is airing this season. You have Dr. Ramune, mysterious disease specialist, which is also airing this season. You have X-Arm, the godforsaken anime, X-Arm that is based off of a manga. Oh, and Dr. Ramune is also based off of a manga. I think yeah, you know, we we
1: we need to give some praise to X-Arm because it's really historic as in historically, historically bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, it is also, X-Arm is also
0: airing. This uh the this season, so I uh, I think that is all the anime that uh Japanese anime that we will be talking about.
1: Yeah, they do have other productions, uh, but those ones are like you know wholly like based in the U.S. Uh, there's also like uh I think there's a a Mexican animation they're doing too. Um, but for the sake of this podcast, uh, we'll be talking specifically about the uh animes uh, that are like you know focused in Japanese. Yep. So.
0: We actually looked at the ratings, the rank and the popularity through my anime list for all the animes I just mentioned. Before we go into that, do you want to talk about how
1: we feel about the shows and then compare like oh, okay, our yeah, yeah, yeah sure, ratings? sure, sure. Which one do you want to tackle first? So I'll start off with the one that I personally like the most. I feel like it, it could be a top or maybe like a top two for you because I know that there's another show that you quite liked from the Crunchyroll anime slate, Tower um, Tower of God, right? Uh, Tower of Kevin little of uh, yes. If you don't know, Kevin Pinkett is a young Australian music composer who has done wonderful work. Like, I mean, as much as we talk shit about Made, Made in, in Abyss, Abyss, yeah, he actually, you know, did fantastic work on it. Um, the, the soundtrack, soundtrack for, is so yeah, The soundtrack for Tower of God is godly. It, it's funny, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, but it's so good. Uh, and, but to, to, taking, like, aside from the music as well, as well, like, I I think the animation quality is very decent. It's it's beautifully done the 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 fight scenes are very smooth kinetic um and you definitely feel that a lot of time was spent in terms of putting together the show now i i know that there are some rumblings within like the the manhwa world within the webtoon world about the pacing of the show i think it's just the fact that they were given only 13 episodes to run through i think however many chapters like well almost 100 chapters of of the episodes yeah episodes webtoon episodes yeah Uh, basically chapters but for the sake of webtoons we'll call it episodes so to fit in a 100 episodes webtoon episodes into 13 anime episodes you could tell it was rushed you could tell that a lot of things were cut out and i actually read a couple i read up to the part where I, i we watched up to for the anime and it took really fucking long to get to that stage because Mm -hmm. there was so much backstory there was so much character development that was just omitted from the webtoon but no no you you mean omitted from the anime no as in the from the webtoon they omitted it and then like just ran like a condensed version of the anime so they omitted shit from it and then afterwards like you kind of got lost at times, but then they bring you back in. And I think it's just because of the fact that the story of Tower of God is a pretty good one. Therefore, like you never really felt like you're too lost. You might want a little more explanation, a little more like backstory about a character or about like a specific fight scene. But I don't think it's, it's that costly to the overall experience. What is Tower of God's plot synopsis, Will? So there's a young kid named Bam. Yes. And he needs to find a girl called Rachel. And in order to do that, he needs to fight his way through the Tower of God, which is literally just a tower. And
0: you ascend through the floors, and each floor has kind of like a challenge or battle or something in order to progress to the next floor. And essentially, when you reach the top, you can wish for whatever you want, or you become a god or something like that. We are not entirely sure because we have not finished it. Uh, And obviously... It goes in-depth about the, the, f- the friends and foes that BAM meets along the way. And it's hilarious because we were talking earlier about Webtoon being this vertical format. And obviously, the tower is vertical, so it kind of fits almost perfectly with Webtoon. Almost if you say it was specifically designed for Webtoon. It is specifically designed. I just want to emphasize that. Yeah. So
1: I would say that, you know, of course, give the anime a shot. But if you really want to fully experience Tower of God, like you absolutely have to read the manhwa and webtoon. It is amazing. So
0: Tower of God, I also really like. I think it has a lot of color, a lot of style. I just think all around it is very well produced. So uh, what is the second show that uh, – what's the second show that you want to talk about, Will?
1: Um, I'll, I'll just get it out of the way. There's only two shows that I watched There were Crunchyroll originals. I'm not including Jabate and X-Arm because, God, those are awful. We'll talk about those later. They're they're, they're just fucking shit. Um <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, no, we, we, we've we've, uh, we've talked enough crap about X Arm, but holy hell! I didn't think we would need to talk about another terrible show that came out from Crunchyroll. Um, anyways, uh, next show I wanted to talk about was uh, Got to High School, which I I have mixed feelings about it because I could see why it's so popular. I mean, anytime you have like a battle tournament or like a fighting anime or 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 manga manhwa usually like you get that that adrenaline rush right the hype moments you want to see just full-on action you know people beating the shit out of each other but I, it just didn't really hit it for me and i think like when when i was talking about how tower of god felt rushed or like the pacing was off i felt it more so with god of high school um god, i just want
0: to uh say God of High School and Tower of God are separate properties. So even though they both have God in the the title, they're not related other than the fact that they're both Webtoons on the Webtoon platform. Uh, I finished God of High School last year when it was airing. So I I watched it as the season progressed when it was airing. I put it on hold after episode 10. And there was only 12 episodes? or 13. 13. Uh, I thought that God of High School was promising at first, and then it kind of fell apart towards the end in a big way. It's kind of like my experience being in high school. So Yeah, my, mine too. So God of High School, in in several sentences, is essentially a tournament that is held around the world, but this one takes place in Korea. To and, find the
1: best fighter in Korea. And then they all
0: fight each other. That's essentially what God of High School is about. Just king of fighters,
1: yeah. But not a lot of people know what king of fighters is. They just fight, lots of fight,
0: lots of fighting.
1: Yeah. Um. Midway through the season, um, you start questioning. Okay, so why do all these people have such overpowered abilities? Where are they getting all this 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 power from? Then they lay out the power levels on you, and then it turns out that like. Um, oh, wait, okay, we don't want to spoil it because yeah. that's a big reveal, but it's just not as good as it. I think, again, it comes down to the pacing. If you were to read it, which I have another issue with as well, but I'll talk about this first. If you were to read the, the manhwa, at least then you have like a full gradual explanation as to where certain events kick in as opposed to where certain character developments kick in. In the anime, it just—it's just it, it's just insanely rushed it's so fucking rushed I uh, hated it yeah and I sorry would... God of High School fans you mean Map MAPPA as well well it's... MAPPA's allowed to have one bad show man okay I don't think I mean it... for, I mean, like if we're gonna be talking about like wonderful studios do great work I mean for Cloverworks right for every horror Mia, there's also a Promise Neverland season 2 I thought you liked Promise Neverland season 2 I dropped it halfway through okay okay
0: anyways my personal thoughts on Got a High School is that it was more disappointing than Will's opinion of it being terrible. Uh, I think that the production value is outstanding. I think that the music is really good even though Will doesn't think it is. Really? I
1: thought the music was trash. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Look, I like electronic music or like EDM if people want to call it that. It just didn't hit it for me. I think again, I have my own personal biases like for I mean, me, there's a lot of dubstep in there. Yeah, like a little of like electro, electric dub shit, but like it just didn't fit for me. Like for me, like I really liked watching like Megalobox, um, which is like you really very rock focused. I really liked watching Kanga Ashra, which was very heavy metal. So that's what, you know, and, and watching those shows, it's like you actually get to see like proper form and function when it came to the arts of fighting, right? Martial arts is. You know, very much a sport that I'm very into. And so then to watch it in those formats, King Arashura, as well as Megalobox, I really liked it. Watching it from a High School, it was... It, it's really hypocritical, weird for me to say it, but it, it looked really cartoony. I know we're watching a cartoon, but like it just felt... Like it wasn't. You're watching an anime, you mean? Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna stir stir that pot. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Like it just didn't feel like there was much realism in there. Like maybe it's just because, like, I've trained in martial arts before. Maybe it's because I'm a really big fan of martial arts. But it's the same way that, like, I liked watching King Arthur, which is about the fighting. It didn't really seem like that was the focus. For God of High School, despite the fact that they spend half of the season just fighting each other, and I, it, it's just me. I think it's just me. I thought the fighting was okay. I
0: don't. I'm not that invested in terms of the knowledge when it comes to martial arts and uh, MMA to know that much. But it looked fine to me. I think my problem with God of High School was the story itself will mention the power system the power leveling that they reveal later on and i think that that concept is a very cool concept but i do not think
1: that it could be executed in a way that would be such that a, would do such it justice. a justice it was such a letdown where they talked about it
0: uh, yeah and it was pretty faithful to the webtoon in terms of the power leveling system i just I just feel like there's no way you could show it in a way that would be good. Even though I think on paper, it's really
1: interesting. Did you read the webtoon? Uh, bits and pieces, but like... It looks really weird. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I guess I'm just not a fan of God of High School. You know, another thing that looks weird
0: that is basically only exclusive to the anime is the n- red noses of the, of the characters. Yeah,
1: everyone's got like Rudolph syndrome
0: in the show. I like how you. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you stole my line. Yes, Rudolph syndrome. There's no reason for it. It's not like it's winter, and therefore everyone's nose It's, it's
1: not that cold in Korea. Okay. No,
0: it's not even that. It doesn't even take place during the winter yeah, time. It's, it's, it's a summer
1: festival. The yeah. summer, a summer fight uh, uh, competition. It's a
0: tournament arc done in the summer. So I don't even understand the red noses. It was a stylistic choice, obviously, that was anime exclusive and not based off the webtoon. But what – it's just baffling to me because it serves no purpose. It doesn't even look that bad, but it's like, why? I think a lot of people think it looks really bad. I think it looks okay.
1: You know when you were talking about the red noses, I was like, is is the power system based on the red noses? And I was just like, oh, no. They just have red noses. Okay. (laughs) There is another
0: thing that uh, talks about the pacing and the story. There is episode four. Talks about a certain event. That I will not uh, spoil, but that one episode talks the the that event starts at the beginning of episode four and ends at the end of episode four, so it only took one episode. It is baffling to
1: me why they included that from the webtoon. It was such a jarring transition from the first three episodes and going into the fourth episode. It starts. It's I know. Like there is
0: a purpose for it, I guess. The but
1: execution was poor.
0: It's not just that, but you could have bypassed like eighty, ninety percent of the events that happened in that episode,
1: just included that last five percent in any of the other episodes
0: and still
1: be okay. But I think it's just it just comes down to the constraint they have, right? Like rolling out a hundred webtoon episodes into thirteen anime episodes. What are you gonna do? Right, you have to cram everything in, and some things are just gonna have to get cut out. Like we've seen it before with other anime shows, where like they cut out parts of the manga, but at the same time, it's like they don't cut anything too drastic. Yeah, it's not the same, but you're still able to tie it back to the main story. Whereas this one, it just felt like, oh, okay, so everything you read from episode one to episode one hundred, yeah, we'll cover like twenty episodes of it, but like episodes one through here, here through here, and then up to hundred. So you're going to be like taking massive leaps from arc to arc, but it's still the same story. All right. So now that we have completed 2 of
0: the 3 webtoon adaptations currently uh in contention, we will now talk about the last uh, to 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 uh, complete the trifecta of webtoon, Crunchyroll, anime originals. Everything comes in threes now, I huh? Yeah, I guess so. So Noblesse, Noblesse, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Noblesse, Noblesse, sure. Is vampires is the third and final webtoon adaptation that has been announced and aired. As of right now, there is no other webtoon, uh, Crunchyroll adaptation that has been announced yet. So, Will did not watch Noblesse, which I'll just, I will not say No Noblesse, no I'll just say no Bless from now on. Or Nob. Sure. I have not read the webtoon, but I have watched, I think as it was airing, I watched the first episode, did not know what the hell was going on, and then was like, this is trash, and dropped it. I then later found out that there was a prequel, uh, anime that was done called Noblesse Awakening. And that you need to watch that before you watch what essentially would be the season one of the Noblesse anime. So that I put it off watching the prequel because I had no reason to because I thought the first episode was very mediocre. The, the story is about vampires that, uh that is, like, takes place in high school. There's action. There's a lot of blood, actually. Blood and gore, as you would expect from uh, a vampire, a show featuring a vampire. And it's about, like, protecting humans, not protecting humans, you know, uh, people with superhuman strength or vampiric strength and vampiric stuff. Anyways, I did... For this, I was like, okay, you know what? I will... Even though I dropped no bless the first episode, I will... Rewatch the first episode, but first I'll rewatch. I'll watch the the prequel Awakening since it's available. I have no idea why the Noblesse Awakening prequel was not the first episode of the anime series, because I highly doubt. The majority of people that watched Noblesse actually watched or knew about the prequel OVA. And having seen the OVA, it makes infinitely more sense as to, in the beginning of episode one, why characters are the way they are and why certain things are the way they are. Because the prequel explains all of that. Now, does that mean that the anime is good? I think the anime is competent. I think the handling of the source material, even though I don't have any basis to say so, is extremely incompetent. Just based purely of the fact that the Awakening prequel is mandatory to be consumed to even understand why season uh, the episode one occurred, and it just doesn't make it makes zero sense to me why that's
1: not the case. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that shit. I think look, like the the manhwa is like decently rated, actually very like highly rated. Yeah, so um us is The Tower of God manhwa, The God of High School one's okay. Um it holds like a solid 7.5 or 7.6. So it does pretty well. Uh, but generally like the the three properties that Crunchyroll chose to adapt from the webtoon catalog, we would say they were probably like three of the most popular ones, which so it made sense for them to get those ad-
0: adapted. Right, and there was a lot of hype and anticipation for these three series to be adapted, and if if you were to tell anybody to read Webtoons, and to, they would ask you which ones, in terms of action, sh- almost like shounen action-oriented, I would say these three are appropriate choices. There are also other choices, but these three are probably the most popular and critically acclaimed, too. Which is, whole, which is like, really funny to me because despite the fact that these three anime adaptations were popular and that a lot of people consumed it, the ratings and the reception, the critical reception for it, is very different
1: than the webtoon reception of it. It's not the same story. Unfortunately, I think that, like, even if we talk about Tower of God, right, the manhwa is extremely popular it's probably one of the, the 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 most like viewed manhwas on the platform or however else other people will read it but if you were to look at its my anime list rating and ranking it's holding a 7.64 which is decent like it's good but you would expect you wouldn't expect that you would expect more from one of the most popular properties on the webtoon platform uh popularity rise it it, it doesn't even crack the top 1000
0: yeah so, I Will has mentioned several times that the pacing is a big issue. I highly agree that pacing is a huge issue for these Webtoon anime adaptations. And I think the main reason is because Webtoon being a non-traditional anime adaptation source leads me to believe that these um, these adaptations... It, it, it takes some skill to know how to adapt it into anime form from Webtoon because it's not that straightforward or not that well-established compared to, let's say, like manga or light novel and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really – actually a very risky move to pick these properties because they were so popular that, like, you, you would say, like, okay, keep the training wheels on. You can learn as you go, but, like, I don't think there's really much room to trial and error – like some of the biggest properties on the platform yeah which is probably why the rating is so low like it's right a, okay port is not terrible it's actually a pretty good number given the vast amount of properties there are that exist within the anime world popularity okay fine I think it's just the fact that it's a manhwa property um and most people don't really know much about Tower of God but you just hear it you know and there's a pedigree dry. right so, so my question here then is right like a lot of issues a lot of criticisms that these shows have is coming down to the the pacing of the shows right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, this is mostly coming yep. from the manga readers and then the criticisms that come in from the uh from the anime viewers is i'm kind of lost in the story i don't really know what's going on so wh- who do you think this webtoon crunchyroll partnership is for do you think it's for like the anime viewers? Do you think it's for the manhwa readers? Or is there some small niche in between that wants to bridge the world? Because that's a very, very small niche. Uh, I think it's just a very simple answer to that, which
0: is money. Anime people. Like people who watch anime. If there is no anime adaptation of these webtoons for anime people, they will just read the webtoons. I just feel like that's the most straightforward answer that is makes the most sense to me. It's just unfortunate that you would choose to adapt a format that has never been adapted before with the three, probably one of the three most prolific properties for that format and expect to come out of the gate swinging all three times.
1: I think on my anime list, so my anime list actually does have rankings for manhua as well. I think Tower of God is like the second highest ranked show, a uh, property. Yeah, so... It's it's just very jarring, I guess, for a lot of people to see
0: the disparity between the mon, the quality of the the source, the manhwa Webtoon, and the quality of the anime. So uh, I mentioned a bunch of properties that were done by Webtoons, but there was also other properties that were uh, adapted from a more traditional route. I would say let's start with um, the banger, the one that I think... A lot of people agree to be the strongest property. X arm. Absolutely, is X arm? No, it's not. It is called Fly Me to the Moon or Tony Kawa. So Fly Me to the Moon is about, very simply, about a married couple. It's about a bun a a high school dropout who uh, was about to take the entrance exam to high school, and it was projected. That he would uh get one of the highest marks uh that year, and then he got hit by a truck, and it just so happens that this wom
1: this 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 girl saved him. Wait, wait a minute. So you mean that truckkun did not take another life? truckkun did not Isekai
0: uh Nasakun, right, which is the name legi- of... legitimately
1: when you were talking about this like, okay, here we go, another fucking Isekai, and he's like, wait a minute, the the boy lives? Yeah, so the boy and the
0: girl lives. And essentially the boy was like, I think you're really cute. Will you go out with me? And then the girl says, only if we get married. And then the guy says, okay. And then he passes out from the accident. Fast forward like three years, and he's a he based because of the the accident, like he he like Try to go back to high school and apply and all that stuff. Like, he couldn't find his purpose. Then the day he turned 18, a knock on his uh, one-bedroom apartment happened. And it is the very same girl. And it is just her saying, yo, you said we're going to get married. Let's get married right now. And it is about the two of them learning about each other and learning about what married couple life is during your late teenage years and beyond. I have to say that this anime and the manga is extremely cute, fluffy, and wholesome, and is just really good.
1: Would you say that when it comes to the Crunchyroll originals that Fly Me to the Moon is probably one of the stronger ones? A hundred percent. It is maybe the strongest. 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 There's no doubt in my mind. Even that higher than Tire
0: of God. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind that this is the best property among
1: the Crunchyroll originals. It's a shame that that's the highest one, though. I know you like it a lot, but, like, when it comes to popular opinion, it it's just under an 8, which is actually very respectable. Most of the time, whenever I look at, you know, my anime list, shows to have, like, a 7.8 and up, like, I think it's worth considering, like, checking out. But... In terms of the other stuff that's on the Crunchyroll original list, unfortunately, it doesn't paint as rosy a picture. Like, we've talked enough already about how trash oh, okay. X-Arm is. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Will, before we go into the bad stuff, I should talk about Inspector. Because actually, I like Inspector. Do you have five hours? Okay, so... <laughs> Inspector, very briefly, if I can, which... It- I'm trying my very darndest because we're running short on time. Inspector is a novel adaptation of I mean, sorry it's an anime adaptation of a novel and then there's also a manga adaptation of the novel which I read nine volumes of and I watched half of uh, the orig- uh, the anime that it was based off of. It is the only show I want to reiterate. it's the only show that actually got renewed for a second season. Everything else only has one season. So I read the manga, and it's essentially about yokai, which is like spirits and monsters. But it is about sleuthing, detective work. Essentially, this girl and this guy are like a duo who who just so happens to be like a couple, and all these spirits come up to this girl. And asks for help with favors and stuff. Because in this world, uh, these ghouls and uh, ghosts and spirits are not very smart. So then they seek her, which they dub her the god of wisdom. Anyways, I could talk a lot about it. But also, talking a lot about stuff. The anime and the manga is the most dialogue heavy I
1: have Read and seen in a long ass time. Do you think that you know the the manga panels? In fact, like the, the the novel itself is basically the script for the voice actors to work with.
0: Yeah, uh I have to say that I looked at I looked at nine volumes of the manga, and your eyes are bleeding. There is very little art and a lot of words. It might as well just be a novel, right? Yes.
1: Di- the dialogue is good. Uh, yeah, this is nothing to detract from the show. Yeah, or, or uh, the, the dialogue is
0: extremely good because it, it it makes uh, it paints all the adults as very smart, very
1: logical, like Sherlock Holmes essentially. So this is like the Holmes and Watson, but anime couple form.
0: Yes, with some violence and action stuff, which actually it's
1: there, but it's actually very little. So it's like Robert Downey Jr. and Jute Law, Holmes and Watson. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. That, that was also very violent too. Yeah, Guy
0: Ritchie, right? Yeah. Who directed yeah, yeah. that. I I okay. Yeah, I don't like that film too much. Anyways, the anime is also not very well received. Not terrible. But I suspect the reason why is because it is extremely dialogue heavy and therefore people were expecting uh a lot of action oriented, but then just got hit with a bunch of people talking. Granted, it's I still
1: like it a lot, but i can see why people don't like it i don't think i'm gonna get around to reading or watching it anytime soon just because I, I don't mind things being dialogue heavy it's just that it's it's always the what am i gonna watch this shit syndrome right yeah like, i mean i have that all the time too right like it's like okay i can totally read this whenever i want to i can totally crack open crunchyroll and watch that but uh, i don't know
0: all right so one other show that i'll talk about before we talk about the shit shows unfortunately is so i'm a spider so what i talked about it a while ago it's the spider isekai fuck spiders yeah yeah, yeah. uh what was it arachnophobia
1: right you have yes i uh, i lived in australia so i i have no problems with spiders i lived in california which is like one tenth of what spiders no maybe like one 20th of what australia has and i couldn't handle it i mean
0: when i had to buy uh like a venom kit for like part of my first aid kit at home in australia that just tells you like how prolific uh these or how common it's
1: like if you live anywhere it's like oh uh do you think you need to pick up spider insurance what were you talking about like i'm pretty sure spider insurance is a thing in i don't australia. i don't there's no such thing as spider insurance there is poison though Okay, there you go. Because snakes, right? Everything is poisonous in Australia. Everything can kill you. Anyways, is like? Is it like, like, like out of the 10 most poisonous animals in the world, like seven or eight of them live in Australia? Yes,
0: and I have seen one of them with my eyes, and it's not at a zoo. Fuck, okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so basically, uh, the spider isekai, I've mentioned it before. It is a pretty interesting take on isekai. You should watch it. It's airing this season. It's about to end soon, just with the rest of the seasonal shows. There's really nothing else we can... Uh, I feel like I need to talk about it that I have not already mentioned in a previous episode or... Yeah. So let's talk about the shit shows. X-Arm. Fuck X-Arm. Garbage. Garbage. Okay. G-B-A-T-E, well... Garbage. G-B-A-T-E, what is it about? It's- it is a hot plate of garbage it's about samurais who show up
1: in modern day What's really fucking funny though is that like they show like modern like they show parts of japan and then all of a sudden like it's two main characters on a on a fucking little canoe like just just sailing through the waters and jason's like they're going to fucking time travel, aren't they? And then, literally within the <laughs> lightning next... strikes, a sheen of light just shines right. Oh, and in front and of then them. a whirlpool, a whirlpool, and then, yeah, and then they get transported from the Edo period all the way to modern Tokyo, post-apocalyptic Tokyo, because a uh, disease has rampaged the world, which started in Venice, and then it started like transmuting, and then. Causing people to transform and die. And kill each other. Yeah.
0: And it's about this girl and these two samurais who's, like, time traveled to here for no apparent reason. And this girl who is, like, a high school dropout because the world has ended. And she is determined to find the cure despite the fact that she has zero evidence of any sort of
1: qualifications or knowledge. Oh, but, you know, power and friendship, right? Oh, it's <laughs> Such with, a sh- with great determination, you will find the answers you seek. It's such a shit show. It's also hilarious that you know we're talking about a show where like it's about a virus that wipes out humanity and you need to find a cure, right when in the middle it gets dropped right in the middle of fucking COVID. Yeah, but at least there wasn't any time traveling samurai that we know of, we know of yet that we have no yet. Yes, yes, I'm sure there's somewhere out here.
0: Then that goes into the last mediocre slash terrible anime called Dr. Ramune, which is airing this season as well. I mean, in three
1: words, can you say how... What? Uh, yeah, as few words as possible, how bad is it? <laughs> or how bland is it? Because I think, like, looking at the poster for it, it looks kind of meh. There are no okay, ratings so, for the manga or the novel it's so, derived from. It's It's based off of a manga. So
0: Dr. Ramune is essentially... A doctor that de- that, that deals with uh uh mysterious uh diseases such as a girl in the very first episode and in the very first chapter bleeding uh uh, uh like te- her tears are condiments like she she cries ketchup she cries like wait mayonnaise. okay
1: so you know what ramen day is right yes I know so they, literally it's just about like sweets and sugars and all that. Uh, The
0: second episode and the second chapter is about the – you know the fish cake, the tong? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, The guy has a penis that is that instead of his penis. And then the third episode is about a guy with chili fingernails.
1: I don't feel so bad about reading Domestic Girlfriend anymore. Yeah, it's –
0: I read the first volume of the manga. It was the most – I I couldn't. I
1: was like trying so hard to finish it, and it was just terrible. Yeah. Just in case you don't know uh what we were talking about just now, so Ramune is like a kind of soda that you get in Japan. It's those glass bottles with where, a marble. Yeah, and you have a little like a little plastic push button where you pop the bottle uh, the, the 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 marble in. I think Ramune soda is okay. I think most people buy it just because the the whole spectacle of popping and exploding a oh, bottle I, soda. I I love the flavor. Do you ever, like, you try and crack it open or, like, you find the ones where, like, you can actually s- screw the top off and actually nope. keep the marble? Nope. I've kept the marbles. I have a weird... Well, I weird lost theory. my marbles watching and reading this show. Yeah, okay. 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 Fuck. Yeah, okay. I, I, can, I can describe Ramane in three words. Yeah. Ramone is boring. Yes. Dr. Ramone is boring. No. He doesn't even deserve to be called okay. doctor. So, he, I, th- w- where are his credentials? Where is his practice? In a temple. Okay, so he's a holistic doctor. Yeah. I just...
0: The show has no soul. It's it's just just not worth watching. It tries to be humorous because, you know, crying condiments sounds comical. But then it talks about, like, neglect, abandonment, and abuse within the same episode. And it resolves itself, like... It just doesn't make sense because on one hand it tries to be funny. And on the other hand... It talks about all this heavy stuff and expects you to think that it is a good show. And it's episodic, so all the characters don't grow because
1: it's just a new case. It's just a new thing. There's nothing. I'm it's just, just gonna... a very aloof slapstick kind of thing, huh? Not even slapstick. It just, it's just weird. It's just nothing. Right.
0: Okay, so I think that concludes all the Crunchyroll originals. Originally, we were going to talk about one more thing, which is what we would have done with the webtoon stuff, and I read a lot of webtoons, but I don't think we have enough time for that. No, yet.
1: I mean, I, I could, I could just say it from my perspective, which is a lot of the, the webtoons that I've been reading are mostly horror based, mm-hmm. and as we've you know seen, I think that like horror is a very hard thing to portray in media. Like it can be either done really, really well, but of course, in like finite volumes, like there's not that many good. Horror movies, comic books, anime, so it's kind of hard. Not to mention that the ones I was thinking about, like *Bastard*, *Sweet Home*. *Sweet Home* already has an ad- a live action adaptation, which is on Netflix. Um, so, and *Bastard* is like from the same guy, but like written a little bit uh, before. So, I feel like it's been like too long to get that adapted. Um, one that I do think should get adapted though would be *Omniscient Reader*. Yeah, Omniscient Reader, I would say, is the fourth big
0: uh, tentpole action-oriented property. And it's very very new. It only came out a couple months ago. Exactly, and it's uh, apparently very good. So uh, if I had to qu- quickly talk about the Webtoon stuff, adapting probably one of the three most popular series on Webtoon platform, which is Noblesse, God a High School, and Tower of God, I would not do that right away. Or I, may, I might do one per year among all the other, another stuff. Yeah, but
1: to roll them out like season after season after season. And all in one go. Not uh, to mention that like, the rankings for each one was like, dropping. Yeah,
0: exactly. And also that doesn't include Fly Me to the Moon. That doesn't include Inspector. That doesn't include Dr. Romane. That all aired
1: basically within a span of less than 24 months. So actually, no. Like in the beginning of January 2020 all the way till now, they released – Eleven originals. That's correct. Which is, that's just overkill. I mean, I. It's
0: almost one a month. <laughs> I mean, I, I, t- I take things too far, but that doesn't mean it's good. Crunchyroll takes things too far, doesn't mean it's good either.
1: Actually, shit, no. Like in the last six months, it was okay. In October, they had Fly Me to the Moon*, uh, *No Bless*, and then they had uh, *The Spider Isekai, *Ramen*, and *X Arm* in two thousand one January. Wow, three days apart. They had *Ramen*, *X Arm*, and *Spider Isay*. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a mess, really. But one question I do want to ask, though, before we, we close this episode off is, given the the state of the Crunchyroll anim- uh, originals, right? Like, some of them, very decent, right? Like, Tire of God, Fly Me to the Moon, in some ways, got a high school. And then there are some which are just, why do these exist? Like, Giabate, like, X arm where where does the Crunchyroll originals come go to now? Because if you talked about like what's what what, what what Netflix is doing, right? They've they've got some really good stuff on there. They've got like B Stars, BNA, they've got Dora Hedgerow, Violet Evergarden, some really, like, really Kaguruy. Kaguri as well, very popular shows. And then they did a like, another announcement last year where they're rolling in like a bunch of new studios that are working in collaboration over the next three years to roll out more Netflix exclusive properties. My thinking is that, like, the approach that Netflix and Crunchyroll have towards originals is that Netflix is very much about production, right? They're releasing a lot of live action movies on the platform exclusively, they're releasing a lot of TV shows exclusively. For them, it's like the way that they keep themselves about the competition is that if you want to use, you want to view these properties, you have to use our platform. Crunchyroll, on the other hand, it seems like for them, because they have such a vast library, which is not exclusive to Crunchyroll, you can watch it on local TV, you can watch it on a different airing uh, streaming service. I think like pushing the whole originals thing, it might not be as crazy a focus. Who knows? But this partnership with Webtoon, with this merger with Funimation and the Sony mergers and all that. Things could be different for Crunchyroll, but like we've already discussed, there's a lot of administrative work, a lot of back office work you need to get through first before you can actually start seeing things as a fan, as a subscriber to these platforms. So, who knows? Maybe the next year or two, we might start seeing some real crazy shit coming in from the Funimation Crunchyroll merger. Maybe there'll be some real, like, kick-ass Webtoon animations as well. Who knows? Who knows? So... I think
0: that concludes. Uh, I think that was a very good summation uh, in terms of an outlook as well of the I'm, Crunchyroll originals.
1: I'm more hopeful than fearful of this moment. Like, there are, of course, like maybe some bad implications that come in from like the Funimation Crunchyroll merger, like, you know, Animation Studios getting shafted in terms of having negotiation deals. Maybe like you new know, market being cornered means that as the user, we have not that many more avenues to pick our shit from. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that there's good things to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful too. I always try to try my very best to see the the good in certain things, rather than be cynical and pessimistic like I usually do. I so mean, half glass full, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, glass full, glass empty. It's only your perspective, right? I have no glass. Yeah, no, there. Okay. I mean, then, then it's I just mean, water. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's not just, just spilled, spilled on the, the ground. D- the ground. There's just nothing. There's just nothing. <laughs> there's just
1: nothing. <laughs> I am nothing. I'm a hollow husk. Dude, if for me, like my fluffy stuff is reading fucking domestic girlfriend. I, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, man. Yeah. There's other stuff that I do want to talk about, but we'll have to save it for the next episode.
0: Okay, so uh just a little bit of housekeeping. You could always reach us through our email at gapallet at gmail.com. That is g-a-p-a-l-e-t-t-e at gmail.com. You can reach us at Twitter through at palette good. You, we have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash We have a website that you can visit, www.goodanimepalette.com, And you should join us on Discord. So uh, the links and everything is will be in the show description. Or you can visit our website for all the details. Uh, our intro uh, music is Green Lights by Jazar from uh, the album Tumbling Dishes Like Old Man Wishes. Uh, our break music is Min 2019 by Minubu. Uh, our outro music is What you Thinking, the instrumental version by Wata Boy. You could find our intro music from the Free Music Archive, and you can find our break and outro music from pixabay.com. All right. So, Will, any closing thoughts for the episode? Any any Anything you want to say? Any parting words before we leave the listeners until we... Uh, meet up again for another anime uh, podcast recording?
1: Uh, I'm just going to say, you know, with the whole COVID thing still raging, hopefully everyone just stays safe, but stay active as well, right? Stay active. Read lots of manga, read lots of light novels, watch a lot of anime. And now, after we talked about it as well, now you can also download the Webtoon app and pick up some manhwas to read. There's a lot of things you can do now now that you're stuck indoors, so why not just enjoy some good old manga, some manhwa, some anime, God forbid you turn on the computer and play visual novels. Yeah,
0: no, no don't do not do that. Just just stick to all the other stuff that we said. Or if you want to check out some of the anime originals that we mentioned and think that we're wrong or we're right, just let us know as well. So
1: I think that's uh, that's it for uh, this episode. Yep, we're going to take a nice little break, and then we'll come back to you with the next episode. So stay hydrated, stay safe, um, and uh, yeah. Don't fuck like novels. <laughs> Jesus Christ don't just oh wow okay yeah okay stop stop actually no imagine the next time we come in and i was like hey guess what i was reading so i was reading oh, uh, no. this this light novel oh God. which is like oh, five, hey. five sentences long hey
0: i played uh the
1: visual novel higurashi for higurashi for like 20 200 hours it was great wait wait no so you know how like one of my most favorite anime is steins gate so i played the visual novel okay. because they have a new one coming up in a couple wait, months. okay we gotta stop stop All right, stay safe, everybody. Okay, see ya.